Hi, I'm CJ. And I'm Corey. And, and this, this is, is Expecting, Expecting Expats. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Expecting Expats. Today we have uh, a special guest with us in the studio. Sile is here. And Sile, can you tell us a bit uh, about who you are? Like, where are you from? Where do you live? Where yeah. do you live? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, I'm, my name is Sile. I'm from Denmark, um, but I live in Sweden, in Stockholm. And I lived there for um, approximately seven years now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you have a, a, a child as well? Yeah, I have a son. He's okay. four and a half. I met my boyfriend in Denmark. Mm-hmm. He lived in Denmark for seven years, um, and so his with his job, and he missed the Swedish mentality. So he uh, he wanted to go back to Sweden, and I fell in love with Stockholm the first time I was there. So I was like, okay, let's go. And and where are you originally from in Denmark? Are you from Copenhagen area or no? Okay. I'm from Jutland, so that's the ah. mainland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the middle. But we lived in Copenhagen before we moved to, to Stockholm. Yeah. And how is it, though, raising, raising a kid in, in Sweden? It's, uh, I, it feels very safe and very... Um, uh, I, don't, I have nothing to compare to because I haven't raised children myself in Denmark. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, overall, the systems in Denmark and Sweden are similar. Okay, um, but there are differences. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like what are the, what are the differences? And I'm also interested because mm-hmm. you know my husband's Swedish, so I'm always wondering if we ever go back to Sweden and have kids. You know what? Yeah. What would be the process of even having like having a child? The healthcare system, mm-hmm. but then also uh, raising a kid. Like, what is maternity leave like? What mm-hmm. is you know? Yeah, maybe the daycare. Yeah, if you go yeah. back to like when when you got pregnant in because then you were in Sweden. Mm-hmm. So if you tell us a bit about the time when you were pregnant and giving birth in Sweden, how it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the whole Swedish healthcare system is very different from the Danish. Uh, okay, I just said they were overall very similar, but <laughs> there are very significant differences. So, for example, in Sweden, you have um, the midwife. Mm-hmm. We it's we call it midwife, and to me, a midwife is the one who helps you with the birth and and everything that has to do with the birth. Mm-hmm. But in Sweden, the midwife also prescribes you birth control ah, okay. and and do the. Um, uh, gynecological uh, examinations, examinations. Ah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Denmark, you have one doctor, so uh, he would be doing the examinations and he would be prescribing birth control. Ah, okay. So there's a whole that feels quite nice actually that you have a clinic that specifically is all about the woman and the the pregnancy and mm-hmm. everything that has to do with. Okay. Reproduction. <laughs> yeah. yeah, reproduction. <laughs> I mean, did you feel, though, that you were getting the proper care then, knowing that in Denmark you would be speaking with a doctor, and then in Sweden you're kind of speaking with a... I mean, there's so many terms for it, like midwife, mm-hmm. doula, hebama, mm-hmm. nurse, yeah. nurse practitioner. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many words for 
the, these people, but they're not doctor, doctor, I guess they're not qualified doctors, you know? Yeah. So the biggest problem to me is that you've built a relationship with your doctor and I was very, very happy with my doctor in Denmark. So we had, it felt like I had a close relationship with him and he, he knew my history and, and, you know, you don't have to explain things all over again. Yeah. And in Sweden, you go to this clinic, so you have to form this relationship at the beginning of this experience, which is um, just, yeah, kind of a hinder. And I actually started off with a midwife that was just not, we weren't clicking. Yeah. And that was just like a, an unnecessary stress that I had to, we actually changed because I was okay. hormonal and pissed. So I called <laughs> in and I was like, we need to have a new one. And then we yeah. got a, like an amazing midwife. Okay. That's um, good that you yeah, were able to say like, no, we need another one. But yeah. does this midwife then, okay, so from the start of the pregnancy, mm-hmm. you, get a, you get assigned a midwife. And yeah. then is she there even during the birth? No. Ah, okay. So she leaves as well. It's just the midwife who takes over during the pregnancy, but then yeah, after birth. Okay, okay. It's like to for them, it's two very separate things. Mm. It feels like okay because you have one who goes with you through the whole pregnancy, who yeah. checks up on you, and and you form this relationship. But it's still it's strangers who's in the room with you when you have to go through. But we have this letter rewrite. Yeah, I want oh this. the birth plan. Yeah, like, I want this, this, and this at exactly. my birth, and I want this. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how big that is in Denmark, but it, in Sweden, it felt like it was like the plan. The yeah. plan, yeah. Oh, um, in Germany, it wasn't really a thing. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, they were just mm-hmm. kind of like, "How do you want it?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I don't know. I just want the baby to be safe." Yeah, you know? and it's like okay, so whatever, and I'm like. You guys can do whatever you need to get done. Yeah. You know, just make sure me and the baby are safe. Like, I don't, you know. Yeah. And if I want the drugs, I'll, I'll ask kind of thing. All right. Yeah. yeah. So here it's, they ask you several times, like, okay, think about what you want to write in your plan, you know, like, uh, and then note everything. How do you want to, you know, uh, ad- how do you want to deliver which position, like, oh, out- interesting. Well, you don't have to go into these details, but yeah. it, it feels like there's such an emphasis on that birthing plan. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and you create that, though, with the midwife that's kind of with you the whole time. Yeah, and then when you go to the hospital, you can tell it's not always... They don't always read it. Uh, mm-hmm. That's annoying. So that's also, yeah, that's very yeah. annoying because you put so much effort and, and thought into it and you, you kind of have to, when you're in the situation, you can't check up on things. You just assume you've read the plan, yeah. right? So yeah. you know what's going on. Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong. So in the U.S., um, you have your doctors and your uh, nurse or whoever mm-hmm. that you know. And then when you're about to give birth, yeah. you call them up and they're the ones who deliver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're yeah. so they're like they know who's on call. So sometimes, don't get me wrong. Like I think my sister at one point she was three weeks early, and the yeah. doctor she had was on um, vacation. So then um, she had to go in and have like a random doctor, yeah. which was such a big deal. Yeah. But in Germany, you do have random doctors and yeah. random nurses, also, and they okay. like are switching. Yeah. So the night nurse for me was just so rude, but then the morning nurse was so nice, you know? And <laughs> yeah. so I'm like, how do I, I'm like, how do I, 
I like like this experience, but like yeah. the, the night nurse was like not the friendliest to me, and I'm like, okay, I'm like in pain, you know. So you have to be a bit lucky that you get someone who's nice and that you click with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had the exact opposite. So the first nurse who came in, she was like, she she could just tell my signals and be and no, she just knew what to do to make me feel better and mm-hmm. safe. And then she had to end her shift. Uh, and then the second one came in and that's when I actually had to start pushing uh, and I she could tell apparently that I hated her like, <laughs> I wanted to kill her and she even tried to do like use it as a motivation for me to push even harder like I'll leave if you like get the baby out <laughs> no she's like just I don't know what exactly what she said but something uh in the lines of, you know, use that anger, you know, use oh. it when you push, and yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> oh, man. Did you have uh, medicated or, uh, like, a medicated birth or anything, like, just sort of normal, natural, vaginal? I had, um, uh, how do you say, what's it called? The epidural? Epidural. 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 Yeah, yeah, I had the epidural, okay. which was against my wishes, actually. Ah, okay. I did, like, they, they didn't force it on me, but um, they recommended it, and... When you're um, in that pain, it's like, yeah, give it to me, kind of. No, I was actually more oh, like, really? are you sure? Because I read that it can even halt the whole pr- process, and and she was like, you need a break, and that was, unfortunately, that was the good nurse who yeah. recommended, I think you should take the epidural, get some sleep, and then, because you've been working for a long time now, yeah. and I was like, okay, you know best, so fine Mm -hmm. and then I think it did exactly that it halted the process and it it made it um bad yeah no I mean I've 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 also heard of um births that had the epidural and then it just went bad or just stopped Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah, sometimes the contractions stop and then yeah it's almost like oh and then you have to start all over again yeah Yeah, you have to use medication to yeah to put to push it yeah yeah like, um, which they had to and yeah. they had to put it at like a hundred percent or something because yeah. my body wasn't responding um, so yeah and so then you were probably having like the contraction flurries that because your body was going insane because it was having this like false hormone in you yeah, yeah. definitely yeah yeah i know that sounds i mean that's the thing like one of our friends jessica had a similar experience i mean yeah and my sister also as well. I mean, I just had a C-section. Mm-hmm. But the C-section, because my baby was breached, like, head up. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. so we kind of had to. Mm-hmm. Well, technically not. Mm-hmm. The doctors here were like, no, you can give her, give her like, a breech birth, you know, like, feet yeah. first. And I was like, ah. <laughs> But she wasn't in the position at the time to actually do it correctly. So, um, All right. but yeah, so, but I was instantly, though, in pain, you mm-hmm. know. And so the night nurse was just like, stand up, stand up, you know, like, making me. And I, I wanted to stand, but she was kind of, like, rushing it. Oh, okay, you know? yeah. Mm. And then they don't give you medication as they do in the U.S. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was one of those things where you're just... Uh, like during the birth? This is after, right mm-hmm, after. Right, no, okay. I stand up, but I mean, during the birth, yeah, they did give me the epidural and whatnot, mm-hmm. but yeah. So it's just different, and I think it's I think it goes though, to the experience where, especially with that birth plan, like you have these ex- expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Or at least guidelines go, of yeah, how you want it. And you go it. in and it's just completely different. And yeah. And, and that's probably the problem that it's not the same person because you haven't gone through it together with this mm-hmm. one person who knows. We've, we've spoken about this. You don't have to ask me this and you know how I feel about that. Yeah. Um, that's so true. Do you have, do you get like something after the birth? Like a meal? <laughs> No, we didn't uh, because I gave birth like in the middle of the night and no, there was no food. But luckily, in the morning or something to like the first gift. (laughs) What did you get? (laughs) Luckily, uh, my partner had uh, brought a lot of food that we could eat, like snacks. Yeah. Mm. Because like no, we don't get anything here, and that's something I know in Denmark. You always hear about like oh, it's like the best meal right after you give birth even yeah. though it's like really simple but like mm-hmm. just like some toasted bread with cheese and <laughs> butter and this um uh juice or whatever yeah, <laughs> yeah. and with little danish flags in it because yeah Aww. we always like celebrate uh birthdays with flags with like the danish flag yeah, yeah. so then they're like happy birthday because Aww, it's like the that's so sweet baby's birthday and yeah. then I don't know. I'm just like, why? Why don't they make a little something special out of it here? Yeah, I think they do <laughs> it in a lot of countries. I mean, what about in Sweden? Did they do it? Did they do that? They did bring us um, uh, bread buns? with cheese. Oh. No, they should have brought cinnamon buns because it's just like that's like their here you go. Yeah, yeah, it's like here. Here's a new sweet. Get a cinnamon bun. Yeah, yeah welcome yeah. to Sweden. Yeah, <laughs> you arrived. Um, but they like. I got it in the same room where I gave birth. Mm-hmm. I had to be stitched up afterwards, so they uh, moved me to another room. And then, because of my injuries, we had to go to this, this uh, like special ward where you also have the um, mm-hmm. um, preemies and. St- oh yeah. yeah 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 but they didn't bring my my bread and cheese with me so it, <laughs> i i looked at it for like five minutes and then he moved me i didn't have time to even eat oh it my so i was like that was a ridiculous tradition like just to show me a bread with cheese and <laughs> no we that's evil in, yeah so we had a family room um because we went to a small hospital just down the road like, mm-hmm. we live like two blocks away from it and so it wasn't so packed, so they had so many family rooms, so my husband could stay with me, mm-hmm. because normally you would have a roommate in Germany, where like mm-hmm. someone else just gave birth, and you gave birth, and the husbands had to go. Oh, and especially during yeah. COVID, they couldn't even come. No. Right. Yeah, it was yeah. a bit crazy, but um, he could stay with me, but the food he got was like 10 times better than the food I got, because I was under, you know... The, this is the government plan kind of thing but because we had the family room we had to pay extra so he got like the deluxe meal like he got what? meat and cheese and yogurt and all this stuff I just yeah. got like cheese a tomato and like some bread and butter what? you know for my breakfast yeah it was insane and I was like okay Why? I'm the one who just gave birth and yeah. I was like how does this work and they're like Oh, well, these are the standard meals that we give uh, to pregnant. It was not a good meal whatsoever. It was like the worst bread. <laughs> what? And there's, you know, bakeries everywhere. And Germany is like so renowned or known for their bread. And it mm-hmm. was just shit bread. I just remember <laughs> being like, this is so bad. I need like a reward. After what I've been through, I need like yeah. the best meal yeah. ever. Yeah. And I brought snacks that I thought I would like, mm-hmm. but at the time I was just like, I don't want any, I don't want any of these snacks. I no. want food. Yeah. You know? So we had yeah. to always order out like 
yeah, pizza or sushi or whatnot. To, you to, could order to the hospital? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They also have their own pizza place. Yeah, they kind do. Of like right outside. <laughs> they do. So, could, so my husband could walk across yeah. and like grab food and then come back up. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But I've never heard of that. How was it in Sweden? Did you like stay for a few days or did they send you home right away or? They, um, we stayed for a day, I think. Did you have a roommate? No, we had our own room, but okay. they were very eager to send us home. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, so they sent us home, in my opinion, too early. Um, but I, I know that the whole health care system is uh, very affected by uh, economics and, yeah. and they've been saving so much. Mm-hmm. And it's been, it's, it has had some, like, a great impact on the whole uh, maternity ah okay uh, se- how do you say like the section? whole maternity yeah sector or whatnot yeah. yeah yeah so i mean but dealing with that going even from the hospital did you feel like the aftercare or you know how you were treated with a young baby mm-hmm. because again you know in germany you're kind of looked at still I mean, then all the focus is on the baby, really. Yeah. <laughs> the mom is oh, like, that's whatever. the same in Sweden. It's yeah. like, okay, you did your part, so yeah. move, we're moving on. Mm-hmm. And I was, I needed a lot more care than I got, so we had to kind of fight for it, and mm-hmm. and it created some unnecessary stress. And yeah, yeah, at the beginning, and then also it's a new person who comes in, so it's not the midwife or your doctor who takes care of the baby. Yeah. It's a whole new, uh, how do you, like, it's a new department you go to. Yeah. Not even the same address. So it's not even, so even, because I, I know a pediatrician, of course, steps in for the baby, but mm-hmm. for you, you don't even go back to the normal, the doctor that you kind uh, of had before with the... Yeah, I did. So okay. I, I went back after a month, I think, just yeah. to check the stitches and, okay. and see okay. that everything was fine. Mm-hmm. Um and they, the funny thing, they uh, apparently they do this um, survey after you give birth, where you give a number from one to ten. How was the experience? Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm still completely open, and you're asking me how my experience was. That's not the moment oh, I would man. do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which number did you give? <laughs> I gave a way too high because I apparently was in the Swedish set of. <laughs> state of mind <laughs> so I gave a seven and I should have given a two because it was a horrible experience yeah, like looking back yeah I mean I, I do agree that sometimes when you're in when you're in the situation itself you're mm-hmm. like okay this is not really what I wanted but mm-hmm. I'll just deal because even when I think back I, I think I would have probably just told the the lady or the you know the nurse or the midwife whatever we want to call her but mm-hmm. um just like, hey, this is like an important time in my life. Like, yeah. this is a once in a lifetime thing that I'm going through. Yeah. I know it's just like a normal day that you're having, but mm-hmm. like, you need to recognize that like, yeah. this is a big deal for me. Like, mm-hmm. kind yeah. of back off a bit. Mm-hmm. I think I would be more of that. And even when I had, uh, yeah, even even if there's another scare or whatnot, like, I, I would have probably said something like that. Just been mm-hmm. more yeah. forward. Yeah. I think it's also difficult when it's like, your first pregnancy and your yeah. first birth where mm-hmm. you just kind of okay i don't know what i'm going into i don't know what what's exactly. normal or what this 
what to feel like. So you're kind of just trusting the professionals. Yeah. And sometimes maybe yeah. like too much. Too much. And like, I yeah. feel like second time around would be a bit maybe easier to like say what you want or like know mm -hmm. yeah. that you can trust yourself a bit more. Definitely. I hope exactly. So. <laughs> no, no, I completely, yeah, you're spot on there. Mm -hmm. I mean, but then how is maternity leave? Did you like, what does, what is Sweden like with maternity leave? I think. Sweden is heaven on earth when it comes to maternity leave. <laughs> Do you get full pay? Like for how many or, or how does it work? It, um, I think you get the same pay as in Denmark. So it's, I think, around 80% of your... Oh, wow. Pay. Okay. I, okay, I, I haven't checked up on it and I, no, I was mean, a student before, so okay. I, I get a, I got a shitty pay uh, from the government. <laughs> yeah, from, yeah, because the student salary is... Yeah, salary. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, I think it's around 80. Okay. Um, but we do, like, the normal period of time is a year and a half. Okay. And in Denmark, it's, I think, it's around nine months to a year. Yeah. So that's very luxurious that yeah. they don't expect you to be back after nine months. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I spoke to, I remember Camila living in the Netherlands at that time, uh, where it's like four months. Yeah, in total. Yeah, and that's oh, yeah. insane to me. Because mm -hmm. first of all, the first four months of having a baby to me is quite boring. Like, yeah, it's just keeping this thing alive. You don't get anything <laughs> from the, you know, the clump yeah. <laughs> that you're they're making. Like, clump every right. They're like kind of smiling. You're like, you're smiling. And yeah. The doctor but I'm like, so aware. That's not conscious. Just no, like it's just a reflect. Like, yeah. And I was so aware of that. So it's like, I get nothing from this for four months. And so it's around the time of four months that I feel like babies start to give something back and it starts getting fun and interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I remember you told me that in the Netherlands, your friends were saying that, like, I don't know what I would do with my time. Like, it, yeah. like they just usually go back when the baby's like three months because yeah. they have like uh, some time before the birth, maybe a month before they give birth and mm -hmm. then three months. So yeah. Oh, three wow. months and I'll, yeah yeah and if i i understand that if you only see the three months then i do, i wouldn't want to be home either like mm -hmm. i would want to go back to work have a quite normal life yeah but experiencing have the the child after three months it's when it starts getting interesting and yeah. then i understand yeah why i feel like it's so important that you have to ability to at least choose that you want to be at home. Mm -hmm. um, and is it all for the woman then? The no. Mom? Okay, so, so you can divide it. There's, I think, um, there's a bigger portion that is reserved for the woman. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think in, I don't know how it is in Denmark, how long the father gets, 10 weeks or so. I think in Sweden they get like three months or oh wow yeah on top of yours on yeah. top of mine okay I think and you can divide a big portion also so yeah it's um I mean in Germany you can divide it yeah you have fourteen you, months yeah in principle that you yeah. can divide 
The, yeah. I think it's the same as the only then. the only mandated time is you have you have to take two months by law. Women do mm-hmm. to after. Yeah. Um to recuperate just because technically the eight week check then happens and yeah. you could so no employer can like allow you to come back before right. that really? time. Mm-hmm. Um which is interesting. But yeah, because we have friends who have their husband take much longer than the wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the only issue with Germany is that they kind of like trick you. Like, oh, you get all this time or whatnot, but they don't pay you that high. Oh. So you're really taking a deduction in your salary, like a big one. So they're kind of like, yeah, you can do it, but like minimal to zero pay. Mm-hmm. And so you're just, yeah. you're kind of like, okay, cool. I could do this anywhere. Like I could do this in like China or the United States. Like yeah. I don't need to be in Germany to have like zero pay. No. I mean, it's not zero I pay. I mean, and of course your job is still like there when you return. Exactly. Which is the benefit like they have to kind of hold the space for you yeah, yeah. Come back. that's that's the one benefit that they have <laughs> yeah. to hold or they have to hold the space or a like position yeah so sometimes women will come back and i know it because i know other firms who do it and you know but it's like a tactic to say oh i don't want to work with this person anymore so i'll give them a job that's similar mm-hmm. but it's kind of not what they were doing and like put them yeah yeah it's a tactic that some people can use yeah because i mean of course you guys know denmark sweden also germany they're very strong employer rights yeah yeah, you know like you can't get rid of someone or you can't no it's practically impossible to find exactly so it's a tactic as well when women come back yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so i just yeah it is mean because you're like thinking you know oh i'll go out and then come back but Mm -hmm. you know yeah, there might still be consequences. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, did you do you like then raising um, your son in in Sweden? Is it good, or are you kind of wishing that you wish you know you were also back in Denmark for a bit? I no, I actually kind of prefer to do it in Sweden, mm-hmm. but it's mainly because of the general mentality of Sweden is very. To me, it's so it's it's very friendly and it's mm-hmm. very nice mm-hmm. and um, it's just very child friendly. I feel like mm-hmm. it goes like it can be extreme. So in Sweden, you don't like yell or not not yell, but you don't scold your kids at least not in public. Mm-hmm. So it would be like sometimes I would look at parents and I know, you know, you have this whole system and sometimes it's best to ignore when they're having a tantrum, but some, you know, enough's enough. Yeah. And, you know, way past that point where I've would have been like, okay, this is it. Now, you know, we got to stop this. (laughs) They're still like, oh, so what do you want to do? And how do you feel? And, and, and I'm like, oh my God, you, you know, you have to set boundaries at some Mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's uh like i sometimes feel like i'm very harsh compared to this like swedish friends who have kids yeah because i'm much more strict and and like i faster to get to the point where it's like nope okay this uh yeah change of scenery and i i mean that's the thing i think we were talking about this and even the differences of cultures because in the u.s it's just completely different how i think just even in general europe is just more 
let's be more calm with mm-hmm. kids and let's not yeah. overreact because we realize that they're children and yeah. that they don't really know what they're doing and they mm-hmm. yeah they're getting these hormones or they're getting these tantrums or learning and they don't understand you mm-hmm. know yeah but at the same time there does have to be boundaries yeah um i mean it's also a thing where i don't know if it's because my husband is swedish but he's like embarrassed when Dagny like cries or something mm-hmm. in public because he's like ah people are staring <laughs> yeah and I don't know if it's because like they're staring at him or like Dagny or like yeah. they're bringing it their people are looking and so it's like attention yeah so like if it's happened before like he's like I'm just gonna go on a walk and like he'll just like take her yeah and, like you know and I'm like <laughs> take her okay away. but in the U.S. it would be like ignore or just be like no we're not doing that or yeah but at home would he would he like tell her to like discipline he's, or? he's actually much better at disciplining mm-hmm. than i am as All in right. i thought i would be and yeah. I, i kind of am mm-hmm. because i do scold and he doesn't like it when i scold because i'm mm-hmm. like no daddy like you're biting me mm-hmm. you know and he's mm-hmm. like she doesn't know you just have to kind of yeah <laughs> i'm supposed to tell her to stop biting me yeah you know um because i think she thinks it's like kissing oh, but she tries yeah. to like bite like she tries to kiss but bite my she's biting my face so yeah like, okay um no because i think yeah. you know if he like if he's able to discipline her at home mm-hmm. but in public that's what the problem is it's It's that he's being forced into a situation where he normally would discipline, but he yes. doesn't want to do that in public, mm-hmm. as you don't do that really in Sweden. Yeah. So maybe that's what's most un- uncomfortable for him yeah. about the situation. Yeah. No, I see that, and I mean, even even with my my nephews, you know, I can I can maybe see that maybe they might be disciplined, but like mm-hmm. in front of us, it would never be disciplined and mm-hmm. not in a way like oh discipline but like no hey maybe you shouldn't jump on the couch you know yeah. what i mean like it's maybe a better way yeah <laughs> it's a better way to have fun yeah jump, you know? <laughs> um but that's what i mean so but it's just so different from the u.s the u.s you would just be like getting all that like yeah get off the couch you know and like oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. in front of anyone yeah and you'd be like mm. The, the parents would be like, mm, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, get off the couch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no? yeah, yeah. Oh, because I—that's why I prefer to speak Swedish to my son, for example, because I feel mm-hmm. like the Danish tone is so harsh. Mm-hmm. So I feel it's easier to discipline Elliot in Swedish because it's so the, the tone is so friendly. <laughs> like, ah, ah, nej, det Or in Denmark, it's like, ah, ah, nej. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I do think the German tone is also very, very harsh. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But we're not well, we're not, not s- raising our kids in German. Well, yeah, no, <laughs> it would feel like nine nine nine. I know. <laughs> like, I, mean, so. I know. Like, um, but yeah, but I hear it at the daycare. You know, they're like nine. I'm like, <laughs> don't be so harsh. You know. Yeah. But, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it really also has to do a bit with just how you speak as a as a language. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. How, how harsh it sounds. I know. Yeah. But it, and, and again, the Swedes are very politically correct. Mm-hmm. So that's also a thing when we started to like look at daycare centers. Yeah. That uh, I actually tried to avoid the daycare centers that makes a big deal out of we don't use pronouns. 
Uh-huh. Here we use the neutral pronouns. And I think that's too much. It's yeah, okay yeah, for yeah. them to be aware there are boys or girls and, and yeah. men and women. Mm-hmm. And it's okay for him to know he's a boy. Yeah. If he should if be proud to, and excited. He's a boy. Yeah, if he chooses if to be a girl later girl. in life, fine. Yeah, but yeah. now it's okay that you know, he has some categories to put the world into. Yeah. <laughs> No, I get that. I totally, 100%. And so, but it was, what is that like a big thing then now in Sweden to raise your children as, um, what what is the term? Gender neutral. Gender neutral, Mm non-binary, whatever they call it. Yeah, whatever the term is. Yeah, I I feel like it is. uh, Mm Because we, like some of the daycares, they were like, here we, they even made an effort to, like the boys could be in dresses and the girls could play with, weapons or you know yeah, yeah. Play. yeah. <laughs> right. we'll get the guns <laughs> that's also politically correct yeah yeah and that was that's to me that's too much yeah um i and and the whole like we we try to raise them you know be to be aware of the individual you know, they use, yeah, for example, not to use he or she, they say Elliot or Hen. Uh, and I'm like, like yeah. no, that's too much like them. for me. Yeah. Yeah, them. No, they, they invented like a, a word in Swedish. Word. Oh, for, really? Yeah, so there's he and she. Han uh-huh. is he, she is hun. Uh-huh. So the neutral one is hen. Ah, but it's not plural. Okay. Because no. in the US, yeah. it's a plural term that you yeah. say they, them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's they invented a word for it. Oh, That's wow. how politically correct they <laughs> yeah. they are. So everyone is then, even or it hasn't caught on to be like uh, like within grown ups. Yeah, but yeah. it is something within daycare uh, centers. Oh wow! I experienced. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, because yeah. how much then can you put your ideology into? the daycare so I mean in Germany when we went they're like what are you okay with what are you not okay with like Mm -hmm. do you want to give your baby formula or Mm -hmm. are you going to give us breast milk or are they already on solids and if what what can we feed them and Mm -hmm. they even do like a three or six months check-in where you say oh I want them to start learning how to sleep on their own or do whatever or go to the bathroom or something and then they'll try to then train or do whatever to fit what you're asking them to do oh wow but i don't know how i'm assuming that's is it that must that sounds like private daycares (laughs) no 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 it's it's a a government one yeah they're just very much like we understand it's your kid Mm mm-hmm yeah but don't get me wrong they'll still come to you with like suggestions and you're like okay thanks but no thanks you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. they're like hey you know it would be great if you, you could do this and you're like mm-hmm, okay sure <laughs> yeah sure sure okay maybe at daycare she can do it but like i'm not doing it at home kind of thing yeah yeah no i i to, like from my experience it's very um you have to fit in so you can be like now he doesn't nap during daytime anymore yeah and that's fine but it, overall, we just hand them over and they like to try to make them fit in with the crowd. It's not as individualized as yeah. you. But it's so interesting, though, that their whole political thing is, you know, calling Hen, like, or mm-hmm. you're, you're Elliot or you're, I'm Kari. Yeah. But yet now we have to fit as a collective group. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I don't think I could live in Sweden for 
some of these reasons. No. <laughs> because I, I think about it as well. And maybe because mm-hmm. I'm just, it's so opposite in the U.S. Yeah. That you're so individualized and mm-hmm. not that you're stronger by yourself, but you as yourself bring so much extra to the group and mm-hmm. it has to be known what you bring. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like sometimes, not when I read about Sweden, but when I hear about Sweden or even like just very... And Sweden's, I know, it's like just, it's a socialist. It's mm-hmm. not socialist, you know, not in the way we're talking about it. Not but the like, extreme way. But yeah, not the, but it's like, a, it's, it's, they have more group thought sometimes. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's, Which it's scares a very consensus. As an American. How do you say consensus? Yeah, consensus. Like everything yeah. is like a joint agreement. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. in business, like you hear about uh, like businessmen being annoyed in Denmark because it takes forever to make a decision in Sweden because one person couldn't attend the meeting and we yeah. need everyone's acceptance of this decision. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> no, I know. And I'm joking me wrong. Like I hear this stuff from my husband and he's also not... I don't... I mean, he appreciates Sweden. Mm-hmm. And he's like proud of it, but yeah. at the same time, he sees that being an issue as well, where yeah. he always thought that he could never be different, mm-hmm. you know, or he could never have his own thought. Like he had to be with the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in, even in school, I mean, he really excelled in school, but he just said he never felt like they're like, oh, you're excelling. So here, let me give you more challenging tasks to do. No. It was always like, you're excelling, but stay within the group. Yeah. 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 Don't stick out too mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so schooling's also a big thing with, with us as well. Because, like, Eric doesn't want our children to kind of fall into that where you're just, like... Fitting in. And fitting in crowd. and, like, yeah. not really pushing yourself or challenging yourself. Mm-hmm. In the U.S. it's different. It's completely, like... Yeah, I just really feel like the U.S. and Sweden are two ex- opposite <laughs> extremes <laughs> in many ways when it comes to, like, like culturally and, like, having children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's been really interesting to hear a bit more about uh, life in Sweden. And uh, I think in the next episode, we'll continue to talk about some of the cultural differences. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, thanks for joining. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Until next time, everyone. Thank you. Yes, thanks for listening.